Welcome to Stronger Than Failure, where we provide you with in-depth interviews with entrepreneurs on their struggles, victories, goals, and how they got started. We also give you the best tips, hacks, and information on sales, network marketing, credit, and mindset mastery. Now, here's your host, entrepreneur and author, Danny Cole. What's up, Stronger Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Stronger Than Failure, your home for motivation, personal growth, and entrepreneurship. I am your host, Danny Cole. And always, folks, we want to say thank you. We appreciate you for tuning in. Thank you for being part of the family, because without you, we will not have anything that's only with you. Because of you, we have what we have. And so with that being said, if you like this show or any show that we have done in the past, please make sure you tell everybody about it, because everyone deserves to be part of the family because everyone is stronger than failure. And if you like this show or miss a show from the past or want to replay a show that you like, go to strongerthanfailure.com, click on podcast, and listen to one of the shows. We've got all everything archived there. Also, you've got the apparel. Click, go to strongerthanfailure.com, click on apparel, and you can go through the new clothing line we've got out. Guaranteed you'll find one of the shirts that you love. Show some love for Stronger Than Failure. So you got everything right there. All right, folks, you are going to love today's guest because with everything going on right now with COVID, with the economy, so many people losing their jobs, being laid off, or people just trying to find a better paying job because of what's going on. You are going to need the services of my guest because you want to have that mouth-watering, cannot-turn-down resume in your hand. And on today's show, we have got owner and CEO of DF Consulting Services, Derek Ford. Derek first started writing resumes for his English as a second language student in 2012. He then started writing and assisting his family and friends with their resumes as well. After a short career as a health career as a healthcare recruiter last year, Derek decided to open his own consulting services to help people enter or re-enter the workforce. This year alone, just starting out, Derek and his team of resume experts have already helped out one, over 100 people with their resumes and LinkedIn profile accounts. So this man is on fire and he can help you land that job, whatever it is that you need. So without further ado, Derek, welcome to the show, man. Glad to have you on the show. What's going on? It's Danny Cole. It is such an honor be on the show with you uh here at x360 fm radio stronger than failure man big fan of yours man and i'm happy to be here boss brother i appreciate it man again you know you're one of the guys again that i follow for a while like dude you're super positive you always got videos that's out there you're you're, you know you're like me where you want to help other people achieve more in life and dude i love that about you awesome awesome thanks man that's why we're on the show i appreciate it dude i appreciate (laughs) it now man so for our listeners Tell them a little about who you are, a little bit about your past so they know who you are, and then we're going to jump right into the meat potatoes, dude, about what you do and how you help other people out. Great, great. Well, my name is uh, Derek Ford. Uh, I'm a graduate of Fort Valley State University. I got my degree in English many moons ago. Um, after that, I decided to travel the world as an ESL teacher for a couple of years. Um, got banned from China. We'll talk about that later. Whoa. Uh, but uh, came back to the state and uh, taught English as a second language uh, for many years, and I still do. I currently um, 
you know, I have a few uh, companies that I started under my belt that I have, you know, passed on to other individuals, a fragrance, uh, fragrance sort of company uh, promoting African-Americans, you know, who are in the fragrance industry, uh, as well as, um, you know, a men's fashion group that I helped build about 10,000 followers on Facebook. And uh, currently, I am a salesperson for a company called Network. Uh, we sell leads to contractors. And then on top of that, I have my own resume service where I started out, you know, um, helping my ESL students write resumes, try to help them find jobs here. And I sort of carried that on over, you know, to leaving the ESL industry and also including, you know, general work as well. So uh, that's sort of sort of my uh, sort of what I do, you know, at brief introduction. Oh, dude, I love it. And, and that's what like that's what so many people do. Like whatever they're doing currently for another business another job quote unquote you know they see okay i can do this on my own and do it even better and they start their own company and that's kind of what you did there you know doing the writing the resumes for everybody you know like dude, i can do this for myself and help other people in the process so that's that's awesome and it seems like you've done a lot in the past starting other businesses so is it something that's in your blood in your family's blood is something that you always knew you wanted to be was an entrepreneur that's a great question dan um I, I really don't see myself as an entrepreneur, if you will. I, I'm a little older. You may be the same age as me. Uh, and I grew up in the era where entrepreneur was a bad thing, or not necessarily a bad thing, where people who um, who ran the maybe foreign people, and I don't want to say it because I like, but uh, families, you know, uh, who still had their own subway businesses or, or, or franchises and sort of worked like that. Growing up, that was the entrepreneur thing to me uh, because I grew up in the, in the late 80s, early 90s, where it, I was you. You watch your mom and dad get up, go to work, whether they like the job or not, and come home. Um, so to me, I think the entrepreneur spirit was 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 started much long ago uh, by people who had to come here and actually do it themselves, kind of like Gary Vee. You know what I mean? Uh, so that I don't really see myself as an entrepreneur. I see myself as finding something. I see a hole in the game or something that I see. I like to start it up, get it going, make it in the LLC, and then selling it to someone or just passing passing it off to someone. So I guess that would be sort of an entrepreneur as well, uh, but um, I just like to move on to new things if that makes any sense. No, it absolutely does. I mean, you seem like the guy that, okay, you see something, like you said, there's a hole there, something needs to be filled, and you want to fill it, get it growing, get it started, and get it successful, and then move on to the next project. So basically, man, you're kind of absolutely. like a, a serial entrepreneur there. You're building the business up and then either handing it over <laughs> or selling it off. Um, I think that's pretty amazing, man. <laughs> Hey man, I appreciate it. I got I got something new coming in the woodworks, man. It's uh, I I work with a lot of contractors every day, and I speak to a lot of Spanish people. And you know, uh, as an ESL teacher, a lot of them, you know, they they want to learn English, but they really want to learn how to speak to contractors or speak to customers when they're out doing, you know, home home services, whether it's HVAC, um, you know, handyman services, electric or painting. And a lot of them are just. They want to learn English so well. I'm considering a, looking at starting an ESL program where I would approach, you know, maybe contracting companies and see if I can teach, you know, their their employees, you know, not only basic English, but certain vocabulary that the company would want them to know. I think uh, that's, so that's pretty I'm smart, dude. Through. I got a buddy, my one of my best friends, actually. He's a, he's an attorney and he did. He taught English as a second language. He's got a uh, English speaking school down in South America. He's going to be on the show soon talking oh, about wow. a lot of that. Yeah, man. So um, and he did like a lot of the, you know, the English speaking classes and kind of like you said, it, um, they want to learn English, but not like like we'd learn in class, like we're learning Spanish, like in high school. They want to learn it like 
for whatever job, whatever they're going to do. So he didn't, mm-hmm. the first people that were coming in for the class were, you know, whether from out of the country, they're coming in to come here to vacation or business. So he taught them, you know, like how to go buy a drink at the bar or start conversation that way, stuff that they can actually use. So dude, I think you're onto something there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, that's a, that's just one of the many things I'm looking at, but um, yeah. Yeah, man, that's that's uh, something uh, I do. Cause maybe not an entrepreneur in my own mind, but you, you, I just might be one. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, you are one hundred percent. Whether you see it or not, man, you are an entrepreneur, bro. <laughs> hey, I got two questions. <laughs> well, two brother. things, man. One, I want to figure out why you got banned from China. Like, what happened there? And then two, like, oh. <laughs> I want you to give a lot of our listeners some tips on resumes, like what they can do or should do, or watch out for stuff like that. But first, dude, absolutely, what happened in China, man? Well, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, when we we talk about uh, immigration laws here in America, whether we want to look at them as negative or positive, as, as America has a very much lenient uh, immigration policy, whether you guys want to believe it or not, than some other countries. And let's just say when I went to China, um, I was a teacher by day and I was an MC in the nightclubs at nighttime. So it's a lot of partying, a lot of you know, women, drugs, things of that nature. Uh, and, and when it was time for me to leave on my monthly visa, you know, I would have to go to Hong Kong. It was very expensive and nobody wanted to give me a visa. So I'd have to leave and reapply. So, um, after a couple of months of, uh, not, you know, overrunning my visa, the police caught me and sent me back to America. And then two weeks later, I got myself a new visa and went right back to Shanghai, China <laughs> and spent, you know, more time there as well. And then eventually, they caught me again, and they uh, kicked me out of the country and, and banned me from China. Dude, so like you're banned for good. You can't go back. No, I've already, I've already <laughs> I applied like two years ago just to test the water. It's still a no-go. Well, uh, I'm going to say you're the first person that I've met or interviewed that's um, banned from another country. Yeah, that's like I said, that's the first. What about you, Derwin? Yeah, that's, 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 a, new, that's a new one for me there also, Danny. Uh, I was... Um, <laughs> I mean, they probably like, man, you can't come come up here and drink up all the sake, man. I mean, <laughs> hanging out all the women, drinking up all the sake, having too much fun. Go home. <laughs> so how you, how you get a, uh, all you can eat Chinese restaurant. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> you stay too long, eat too much, you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, they took me to jail for a good for a good month, a month of change, and when they they're like, uh, sign this paper. And I was like, I don't know what that paper says. You can say I raped three puppies, sir. And by the end of five minutes later, I was signing the paper because I didn't know what they were going to do to me. Uh, but it was a uh, it was a lesson to live through. I made through it, you know, and then I uh, came on back. But um, to jump onto the resume thing. So, yeah, I started writing resumes for my students, you know, in ESL. And then, and then I started transferring it over. Here are some things uh, as far as, you know, not just the resume. I can give you some resume tips, but also finding a job in itself. I, well, one, one of the resume tips is one thing you want to do is if you guys are listening, don't put your address on your resume. Hmm. Don't put your address on your resume. It's, not, it's so 1994. Not only that, you know, it could stop you geographically from getting a callback for an interview. So if you live in Riverdale, Georgia, you know, the job's in Alpharetta, you know, whether you want to look at this or not, it's people are going to look at that like, eh. So leave your um, address off your resume unless it's a, for a government job. But always remember, they'll be able to look that up as well. So you want to leave that alone. Uh, another thing you want to do is, please, Lord Jesus, 
Don't put your picture on a damn resume, okay? We got to stop that, okay? I don't... Oh, my God. Okay, I think it's always going to be now, nice when it leads know? out with, oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Lord Jesus. Right, 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 right. But you'll be surprised how many resumes I have come in and they have another photo on there. Uh, and it, it just doesn't bode well uh, because, you know, it's not 1999. In addition to that, we have now we have applicant tracking systems. Anytime you put a photo or a chart or a graph, Danny, I can't tell you how many people at, come to me and be like, can you put my sales chart in the resume? It's not going to read to the applicant tracking system. These systems are set to pick up keywords, keywords in your resume that are adjacent to the job that you're applying to. Okay, so, so real quick, one thing, man. Have, yeah. Uh, one thing I didn't know, so you kind of just brought light to me, and correct me if I'm wrong. Like, it's not just um, like if you're coming to, like, I got a business, you're coming to me. It's not like I got me or somebody's looking at all these resumes. It's going through a system that is sorting out through the words and the verbiage to see if they want to hire you or interview you or not. Absolutely. You got to imagine. I mean, it's COVID season. Not only are people looking for jobs, but companies right now are hiring like crazy. I don't I don't listen to people when they say things aren't hiring. People are hiring like crazy. So imagine you apply for a job. You think you're the only person applying. You've got freaking 400, you know, 400 other resumes coming in. They don't have time to sit there. I didn't have time to sit there and read when I was a uh, when I was doing recruiting, you know, so they go through a system. And they use keywords. So, for example, if it was sales, which you and I both have a background in, mm -hmm. words like sales or business development or uh, one call close mentality uh, or, or things like that, as more often as they are repeated through the resume, the better your chances are of getting to the top where somebody can actually review it. Uh, but to say that was saying pictures and graphs interfere with that. It can't read pictures or graphs, so it boots it to the side. So even though you might be the most qualified, you're hurting yourself by going ahead and putting all that stuff in there. You know, save that for the interview. Save it for the interview. Uh, you can go ahead and, and speak on all those things. And I think another tip that I want to say is, um, again, you know, don't put the year you graduated on your resume. You know, uh, you know, graduated 1998. Let's, let's just take that off, okay? Um, because it could lead to age discrimination. And people don't believe it's a real thing, but it is a real thing. Um, so we want to eliminate any type of age discrimination by taking that off of your resume. And I could go on and on uh, for plenty of other tips for resumes as well. Check out the website, efconsulting.services, uh, for more uh, information as well. That's awesome to do. I mean, just those tips right there alone. Like I said, I haven't had to do a resume in, in forever, but... Dude, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I don't have my picture or a graph on there, but I did have, um, I think I did have the address at one point and like the year I graduated because I didn't know how to do a resume. I mean, most people don't actually. And dude, I had I get all, a ton of negatives on there. <laughs> and, and then too, one, another, one more thing. Uh, and you, we were switching out objectives. Objectives is 90s. It's saying looking for a job where I can grow as a salesperson or as an entrepreneur and show it to the company. See, companies now, they don't want to see what you want. You need to bend to what they want. So you need to put in energetic salesperson with experience in A, B, C, or D. Tell them what you have to offer, not so much what you're looking for anymore. And that's something a lot of people do. They, we're going to switch the objective to an actual summary of your history. And I suggest everybody learn an elevator pitch. Learn your elevator pitch because 
the first thing these people ask you in an interview, going to be honest with you, the person interviewing you does not usually does not get your resume until the last minute. How it is. That's just how it is. They just pull it out and they go for an interview. So when they ask you to tell you about yourself, that's really your in it, your um, elevator pitch time for you to go ahead and mention, you know, who you are. If you graduated from school, mention the school. If you didn't graduate from a school, don't worry about it. Skip it. You know, uh, tell them what you currently do and any other experiences you might have had in the past that's relevant to the job. And then the last sentence, is you want to say something that you like to do. So tell them that you like reading because everybody who works for a job, they want people who can read. Tell them you like working out because they want to hire people who are going to be healthy. And then uh, mention you like doing public speaking because if you do when they work in a sales role or any role, you know, you're going to have to go out there and get presentations and be confident in it, too. So that's just a little tip on those uh, that um, elevator pitch, which really help a lot of people out. That's awesome. And yeah, folks, the elevator pitch is crucial um, for a lot of our listeners who don't know what that is. An elevator pitch is going to be a quick 30 second to two minute sales pitch, quote unquote, yep. about it, you know, if it's a pitch on the product, it's a pitch on the product. But if you're going to the interview, it's going to be a pitch on yourself. So be ready. Already have role played and rehearsed in your head. You know, just the points that Derek Absolutely. just said. Yeah. Have it replayed in your head, like just to the point, 30 seconds to two minutes, boom. That way they get information about you. It's powerful, persuasive, and they want to know more. And, yeah, man, you kind of hit the nail on the head there, and it makes a lot of sense as far as you're saying, you know, used to the objective line in the resume used to be looking for X, Y, Z. And that's changed along with sales. Sales, you know, used to be the same way as, you know, let me tell you about my company and what my company does and why you should come with us. Uh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Not, yep, dude. Everything's changed it, now. Yeah, because it's a matter of, hey, look, we're gonna do this, this, and this for you because you're our number one. Really, do the company's name nine times on ten doesn't matter. It's what solution do you have to my problem, and can you get it done the quickest and best and at the best price? That's what it comes down to. Absolutely. And make sure they pick up that book. The one book that's better than Phil M. Jones. Exactly what to say is going to be the formula for success in sales. By Danny Cole. My man. I love it. Look at you. <laughs> dude, I've dude, I poured a yes. ton. Like, I've been in sales now over 20 plus years, dude. So I've got a lot of information in there. A lot of NLP, mm -hmm. which is neurolinguistics programming, which is kind of persuasive slash seductive languages, language patterns, you know, mirror matching and mirroring somebody. There's a lot that you can do. And I've, I've had people mm -hmm. before say, man, people just kind of connect with you. And it's a lot of it's personality, but a lot of it is how you read that person and get on their level because people want to be friends or hire people that they like or people they want to be like. So you don't know who they want to be like. So be like them, you know, mimic their breathing, their posture, you know, their, their word speech. If you do that right there mm -hmm. in your elevator pitch and the way you present to them, nine times out of 10, man, you're going to be subconsciously on their level and boom, you'll land that job. Absolutely. And it's also okay to throw like a, a weird fact here and there, you know. I like getting banned from China, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I might say, and currently banned from China. And see, that, that sticks out in their head. They're like, really? Now, everybody has a story. Don't Mine is no, well, it might be a little better. Yours However, is cooler. Uh, everyone has a story, and it's all about how you tell it. And I think what we're going to go on to next is uh, something, um, uh, you know, you and I talked about earlier, Danny, um, when we were talking about, you were going to ask me about, you know, uh, overcoming how I overcame something. Yes. 
So yeah, and tell you, we'll, we'll jump in that right now, man, because you know, again, the show was stronger than failure, and that one thing a lot of people will look at other people because when we're going through what we go through, you know, and it's something like you and I talked about, whether it's anxiety, yeah. depression, whether it's job yeah. loss, relationships, something like that, right there. When we go through certain things in our life, the devil or whoever it is wants you to think that you're alone, that no one's like you, so don't tell nobody about this because a lot of it's got to do with ego yeah. and different things. But we've got to talk to other people about this, so. One thing about this show is I want everybody to know that everyone faces something. Everyone's got a story. Everyone has gone through something or is going through something and they've gotten through it or they can help you through it or you can help them through it. I mean, everyone's got a story. So Derek, let me ask you, man, what is something, a struggle or something that you faced that was a trying time, dude? And what did you learn from it? How'd you get through it or what's going on with that? Well, one, one thing I learned, and it, that doesn't have to necessarily do, uh, my apologies for stuttering. Uh, with the uh, entrepreneurship, but one thing, um, you know, I, I worked in sales, and uh, I, I, you know, when I started working in sales, I was getting sick a lot, you know, throwing up in the morning uh, before I would have to make some dials, and I continued to wipe it off and didn't realize what I was suffering from is anxiety, mm-hmm. and being a male, I normally associate that with the female trait uh, because my mom, you know, she has it. Uh, you know, a lot of females that I know will always talk about anxiety, but as a man, I was, I really wasn't believing it. I was thinking something else was wrong with me. I've had attacks, you know, where hands get warm, feet get warm, uh, start wheezing when I breathe, even though I know I have a clear chest, uh, constantly thinking all the time about anything. If I have a set date or a schedule, I'm worried about it four days before it even happens. Uh, but what I did is I found a couple things. I, I found um, smelling a fragrance, which is probably why I like scent, Jen. Uh, biting into a lemon, um, you know, um, doing a little relaxation and some prayer will help take some of that anxiety away. But it's very important that I think, um, especially men, we confront it, understand what it is, and understand that, like we spoke earlier before the show started, with some help, and from some positive people, you can try to tame it or tame the flames as much as possible. And I think something that I've, I've been working on and I've been getting better at, you know, um, when I'm stepping outside the comfort zone, especially when you're outside the comfort zone, that anxiety really hits hard. Would you agree? 100,000%, dude. And it's something I'm glad you brought up because not saying that glad you went through it by any means, but that it's a topic that we're speaking on now. Because yeah. uh, this is something I spoke about before um, briefly, but this is something that I've kind of dealt with off and on. Um, like I told you before the show, since like late 20s, early 30s, you know, I've always been outgoing, confident, stuff of that nature there. Well, once I got in my 20s, like when I was younger, dude, I had no self-esteem, <laughs> like, dude, just super low and bare, super shy. And I had this, something I had to really work on. And I've gotten over that. But then, like, again, like my late 20s, early 30s, dude, I started dealing with anxiety and it's something that even to this day now, like it'll kind of, it comes in waves. It'll go away for a, a long time. Then it comes back. And why it comes back, right. I'm not sure. I'm right. not sure if it's stress or what, but I'm on the same page with you. And it's something that, you know, I'm a life coach as well. Certified life coach, been doing that for years. And it's something that I'm working on right now. Two different courses. One is, you know, increasing motivation and confidence in yourself. And the other one is going to be a seven week course on overcoming anxiety and depression, because that's something that so many people deal with. And like you said, dude, 
so many men deal with, but men don't want to men don't want to talk about it because we're thinking that oh well, it's not an alpha thing, it's not a manly thing, it's something that like you said, right. you only hear women deal with it because that's something my mom has dealt with for a long time, and so I heard her talk about wow. it a lot, and but I know a lot of different females, a lot of men that deal with it, and so many people suffer from suffer from anxiety and. Like you said, dude, it stops them from really living their life to the fullest because you don't yeah. go out and socially, you know, mingle. You don't go out and do like sometimes, you, dude, it's hard for me to go to dinner sometimes, even with family or friends because anxiety. Will, yeah, You're dude. Right. Now, I'm going to give you a couple examples of things that I've done to overcome it. But first, I want to I want you to give the listeners like what are some things that you've done right now to kind of cope with, to tame the flames that you've done with to deal the anxiety in your life? To, to get rid of it, as I mentioned before, I, I found watching some videos. I found, like I say, biting into a lemon uh, when your mind, when my mind is full of webs going in different directions. I could bite into a lemon, and all of a sudden, it shrinks it back in because my attention focuses on biting the lemon. Um, also, to uh, fragrances, smelling a lot of things like um, nice smells, whether it be a lotion or a cologne or, or things like that. When I find myself doing too much, I smell it. And my, my focus will come back on that. And then also, too, trying to motivate myself, which can be very hard when you have anxiety. Uh, I, I mean, I could make a nice sale one day, make a $2,000 sale. Five minutes later, it just doesn't mean anything to me. When somebody else, it means the world. So I think what I also have to do is learn uh, how to write goals and focus. It's more of a focus thing. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, no one can stop us but us. But when that's in there, in your head, it hurts, and I and it hurts a lot. It can paralyze you, like you say, from going out. I isolate myself sometimes from friends. I hey, Danny, I was even kind of scared to even come on the show, to be honest with you, because I had an attack earlier today. But I said to myself, "This is a guy who I, I really admire, and, he, and I want his help." Do you can you believe, Danny? I don't even feel I don't feel the anxiety when I'm on the phone with you. Do you see? I, that yeah, means so, a lot, man. I appreciate that. That. You thought that much of me, like, dude, yeah. I want to deal with this and push through this and be here, dude, and you don't, you don't feel any of those feelings at all, dude. That means a lot to me, man. I appreciate that. And yeah, because it's it's off, it's off, it's off, and I, I want to know, men. I just want to let the guys and let ladies know, men, men have anxiety from whether it be work, because you know a lot of them see themselves as that provider. They you won't see it, but they have anxiety from work, uh, things in their marriage. Uh, dealing with the children, I can't. I, hey, Danny, I'm pretty sure everybody got anxiety who has children teaching from home. Uh, <laughs> you know they do right now. I want people to know. <laughs> I want people to know that there's a difference between anxiety and depression, because a lot of times we just depression is more popular than anxiety, especially amongst men. And you think you have depression, and it's not. It's very important to understand what you have, what's going on, so you can understand what you are not and then go in ahead and attack and do things to make better. But, Danny, I'd like to hear what are some things you have to say that you can tell the people and myself to help us with our anxiety. Would that be all right? Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And all right, a couple of things there. One, like you said, smelling fragrances, that right there is powerful because, one, um, it's, it's like NLP, Neuro Linguistics Program, I'm a master practitioner there. And what you're doing when you smell these fragrances is these are anchors to a calming state for you, something that makes you feel good. So instantly, because you, yeah. you cannot have two feelings at the same time. You cannot have these two emotions, right? You cannot have anxiety and happiness at the same time. You cannot have sad and happy or whatever it is. You can only have one emotion at a time. So when you're smelling these fragrances, boom, it brings you back to a happier time or relaxed time. 
when you're biting to that lemon, mm-hmm. it brings you away again, like I said, instantly to a different time. So it takes those feelings away. So dude, you ride on there and a couple of other things that work again, working on a, a, a class right now, working on this program and a couple of things that I've learned and I've been reading that make a lot of sense is one kind of take everything away from it, right? It's got power because the unknown is powerful because we don't know what it is. So that's what we're afraid of. Think through to the very end, like what could be the worst thing that would happen, right? If I went there mm. and worst thing, let's say I died, but you know, that's not going to happen. You never died before. So that's the worst thing would happen. If it did, okay, you'd go to heaven, right? All right. So that's not even that bad, really. So let's say you got there and you just got embarrassed. Your armpits got sweaty. Your hands got sweaty and you were just nervous. All right. So that's, you're, just, you're not going to die. You just got nervous. You know, just think about the worst thing that can happen and then move forward. Like if you do get nervous, what can you do? One of the most powerful things, because we can't control our the sweating, right? Sometimes that happens. Right. You can't control the heart rate. Sometimes it beats like crazy. Sometimes your hands get a little mm-hmm. shaky. You can't control that. But one thing you can control is your breathing. So what you want to do mm-hmm. is if you notice, Derek, whenever you're having these like anxiety or panic attacks or anything like that, your breathing is going to be shallow. And nine times out of ten, your stomach's going to be kind of like tight, like you're doing a sit-up or a crunch. Relax. Mm-hmm start deep breathing by deep breathing it does two things it one starts giving oxygen through your body relaxing your body but think about another time that you deep breathe when you're sleeping when you're completely relaxed so by doing these deep breathing exercises, why they do it in yoga as well is because it sends signals to your brain that you're relaxed and automatically changes the chemistry in your body to feel relaxed another mm, thing that is I very, about that oh yeah dude Give that a shot, man, and guarantee. Cause I had to. Well, my my brother's got severe anxiety, and I was walking and talking through him with some things earlier because he was dealing with talking about the breathing, and that helped him out tremendously. One more thing, with this works with confidence and anxiety. Uh, when you whenever you're going through anxiety, if you notice your body language, the physiology of it all, you're sitting a certain way, breathing a certain way, and thinking a certain way. Your head's just, you know anchored in a certain position. So automatically, when you realize that, reject it, replace it. It's like a three-R technique. Realize, reject, replace with how you sit, how you stand, how you talk, how you feel when you're completely relaxed and positive. And you'll notice that your physiology has to change 100% to match that. So whenever you change your physiology, you're going to start feeling that way. Now, to give an example to you, Derek, and all the listeners, I want you to think about somebody right now who is depressed and sad, how they sit. Mm-hmm. And I want you to sit that way. Think about how they breathe. Think okay. about you know their whole body language. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so get in that I zone. Do, <laughs> do it. And unfortunately, a lot of people are. So get in that zone right now, just being sad and upset. You know what I mean? Just, uh, You know what I mean? Yeah. Not medical. You can Slumped feel. over. Yeah. Slumped yeah. over, elbows on the desk, uh, head on the forehead. Right, you know, looking, looking like, beat up, looking like it's depressed. Yeah, and you feel that way. All right, now instantly, now sit up tall, like you're extremely happy, like you know, you're just on top of the world, like you just hit the lottery. Somebody told you they loved you, is the person that you're going to marry to, whatever it is, and feel confident, breathe confident, head up straight, shoulders back, breathing in deep. Yeah. How do you feel now? Yeah, yeah. See, when the head went back, that's <laughs> big, head isn't it? Breathe back. That's where it took it away. When the head went back. And I breathed in. It it took it took a lot of pressure because when I when you're going through it, your head is down. It's a lot of pressure coming down on your neck. Put that back. It changes it. It changes. Man, Dan, stop, brother. Stop. 
Just we do it too much. We give too many <laughs> gems away. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, a lot of times, man, it's simple. You know, the things in life that we want to overcome are simple, but we want to complicate them. Yeah. Simple-minded people want to overcomplicate the process because they think, well, it can't be simple. It's got to be something difficult, grand, and gross that got to make it right. No, wow. sometimes it's simple. Wow. The you know, it's the whole kiss wow. format. Keep it simple, stupid. You know, that just keep everything simple to the point, and you'll make a change. You know, the mind controls the body, and the body controls the mind. So you just got to, a lot of times, just allow that and just realize that. Because when you're thinking negative, you're going to feel negative. You're thinking positive, you're going to feel positive. If your body's in a negative, you know, stance, you're going to feel negative. If it's in a positive, you're going to feel positive. Makes sense, Derek? Makes sense. You know, I, I still got my head in the back. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I need to wake up like this. But, uh, but Dan, this is great. I, I would hope that maybe in the future... Um, you know, cause you've written several books, you're, you're an author, you're an excellent author, especially on self study, because it's one thing to self study and master something, but to write a book about it makes you a real master. So I'm hoping that, you know, maybe in the future you can write something or focus and shed some light. And you probably already are on people working from home and the anxiety that they might face, you know, working from home. Because when this whole COVID first started, we were all happy to go home and say, yeah, I'm working from home. Two or three months later, this is a wave of anxiety that's going across the country and to people. And I think that needs to be addressed in tips, you know. For example, I work at home. My desk is here. I can't, I can't like, go downstairs. It's a one-bedroom apartment. It's separated. So what are some tips to get away from that as well? But I think you're you a Derek, great person. I'm yeah. going to give you – I'm sorry to cut you off, man, but I'm going to give you one quick one right here that I read that I think that you can really benefit from, and then we got to start wrapping things up. But if, you know, you got the one-bedroom apartment, you know, it's all nice, and, you know, you got the, you know, the perfect location. A lot of times, why it's one bedroom, so you got everything perfect. But you got the home office right there at the table, a lot of times where you eat and do everything, right? What you yeah. want to do is have one chair for your business. And then one chair that you eat in and then like another chair that you kind of conversate or do whatever else in. So you got different modes like it's an anchor, <laughs> right? So this chair over here is business. Boom. I sit here when I'm business minded, straightforward. I got to get take, things taken care of. I sit in this chair here because I can mm. relax and eat. So automatically your body adjusts to that. Like, you know, again, like you said, smelling mm. that fragrance, your body adjusts. Change chairs. Let that anchor that this chair is for relaxing. This chair is for business. This chair here is for watching TV. Does that make sense? Absolutely. No, absolutely. As a matter of fact, because I use, have my computer, I always sit there. And this is the problem. You're, you're speaking it real. Because after I get off work, I, like, I only have the lab, the computer here. I spend, go on to YouTube. And no matter what I do, I'm sitting at the same spot. I'm going to start taking my laptop and just moving it over here to the dinner table and start looking at stuff over there. Well, I do, I do it, man. I guarantee you within a week, you will, I mean, probably sooner than that, but give it a week, you will notice a big difference in the way you feel at home. Like it's really a home versus home office and everything all in one. Right, man. Hey, Danny, you gave some great tips. Man, I know it's supposed to be about uh, resumes, but I think between me and you, that was very important. A lot of people might need to hear that. So I thank you for that, man. Dude, hey, I'm glad you're on the show, dude. Like this right here, I love this interview. You are phenomenal. I think you probably did a better job than I did asking me questions, going back and forth. You were amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is an opportunity for me to learn about you as well. So, so I, and I wanted to do that. So thank you for having me on. And, um, I look forward to coming back, man. I really, really do. I really, really do. I'm going to have you on, man. I'm going to have, give it about six months. I'm going to let you let things grow, kind of see thing, how, where things are and where you're moving in your life. And I'm going to have you back on to have an update. But 
and you stay in the you stay in the neighborhood not too far from where my parents live. So next time I come out to that area, I'm gonna stop by. I'm gonna hit you up, see what you're doing. That sounds like a plan, man. Guarantee we'll we'll grab a bite to eat and get a drink. Now, let everybody know real quick, Derek, because we're wrapping up now. It's been such a great interview. I think yeah. we're over by a few minutes. But let everybody know how they can get in touch with you, how they can reach out to you for the resumes, for you know hiring you and your team to help them land that perfect job. Absolutely. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're, there's two things people are doing right now when they're living at home. One, they're looking at changing the inside of the house and the exterior. And two, they're looking at changing their careers right now. So if you want to have an updated resume, also get your LinkedIn profile on All-Star Optimization. Reach out to me at dfconsulting.services. The dot-com era is old. Now we're moving to dot-services. So df, as for Derek Ford, consulting.services. We take your updated resume, three to five business days. We can give you a, a turnaround on your resume. Not only do you get a resume, you get a cover letter as well as a reference page and you get all that for $75 and for an extra 75, I'll go ahead and move your profile on LinkedIn, just like yours, Danny, up to all-star status. I didn't do yours, but it is at all-star status, which is very important because a lot of people, recruiters and hiring managers are on LinkedIn. And the first thing they do is Google your app and then they come for your LinkedIn. So make that LinkedIn profile shine bright. I can help you do that. DF Consulting Services. Thank you guys so much. Derek, thanks a lot, dude. And um, I'm honestly real quick. I'm impressed by it only being seventy five bucks. So yeah, everybody, look up Derek Ford and his services right now. And as always, folks, we love you. We appreciate you. And remember, you are stronger than failure. Stronger Than Failure, where we provide you with in-depth interviews with entrepreneurs on their struggles, victories, goals, and how they got started. We also give you the best tips, hacks, and information on sales, network marketing, credit, and mindset mastery. Entrepreneur and author, Danny Cole. Stronger Than Failure.